What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. The mind is a terrible thing. Anyway, I have a certain listener who's been around a little while, I guess, from what I can tell. Uh, never really commented much before until I hung this sign. Listen, we're never trying to offend anybody here, but at the same time, you know, we're not holding back on, you know, small little funny things. It's a joke sign. Been around since long before I was born. Not this particular sign, the saying and signs like it. Uh, you know, the old bumper stickers, you know, my mom can beat up your honor student or whatever. Anyway, it's not a call to violence. Had to add a sign for my sign. And if it offends you, then you really need to kind of dig deep down inside and figure out why does it offend you? Seriously, this is not calling for anybody to be violent to anybody. Now, if it was a serious sign, it would say more about me and my abode and my family and things like that. Otherwise, that's about it. And even that, I'm not saying nothing, you know. All right, guys, let's do some uh, Tales from the Front Desk. Probably the most horrific thing I've seen in my two years working audit. I've been a night auditor for two years now and will be three years in January. I've seen a lot of stuff in my day, but this one takes the cake. And I wasn't sure if I was angry or sad. My coworker did the mistake of letting someone check in without a form of payment. Now I know most hotels are different, but my hotel doesn't take cash during checkout. We only take card, and this is so if they destroy the room or smoke, we have a way to charge them, and they can pay cash at checkout. It was an old lady being carried in by a taxi driver. Like literally? Carried in? She was so frail and old and couldn't really walk. Well, it became a problem because there was no card on file and we really need a card. A few days later, paramedics were called to the room, and I'm not sure who called them, but my shuttle driver went upstairs to let the paramedics into the room to see her room was completely destroyed and smelled of pee. Oh dear. The lady had a little dog with her that we didn't know about, and we hadn't seen anyone go up there to drop anything off, so we have no idea how the dog got up there since there was no dog when she checked in. Keep in mind, too, that if no one else was in the room and she can't walk, that dog hasn't gone outside to go to the bathroom. So it peed and pooped all over the room, and God knows if it even has food. So not only was the room not paid for, but now the pet fee. My shuttle driver was in shock of how the room was basically destroyed, and according to him, it looked like someone just dumped her there and left. Now fast forward to my shift, and I had about five minutes before I can go home, but I got a call, and it was the old lady. She was panicking and saying to come upstairs to an emergency. And I asked if she wanted me to call 911, and she very loudly over the phone said, No, come upstairs, please. Well, that was a little deep for an old lady, wasn't it? Anyway, I go upstairs and open the door, and oh my god, I was just in shock of how the room was, now that I'm seeing it for the first time. The dog was barking, and it smelled like pee, and she was in a double queen bed, and there was crap stains on one and pee stains on the other, and the conversation went like this. Oh, there's a segue for you. Old lady. There's bed bugs in my bed and I'm bleeding. I looked at her leg and there is blood. Okay, ma'am, would you like me to call the paramedics so they can help you? Old lady, no, you need to fix this and I want you to take my dog out and get me a ginger ale. Ma'am, I can let a manager know of your situation for the bugs, but I'm not a nurse or a dog sitter. I can get you ginger ale, but I'm not doing that. She also got upset when I told her she had to pay for the ginger ale. Like, shit ain't free, homie. She gave me the money and I came back with ginger ale. And then she asked me again if I can take her dog outside and I said no. Then she asked me if I could bandage her and I said no. Because one, I'm not a nurse and two, it's not my job description. She also asked if someone can sit with her and I firmly said, Man, we have jobs to do, so unless you want the paramedics, we can't help you. 
The old lady says, fine, if I fall, it's on you. Okay, have a good day, ma'am. Her face was shocked like she did the old Pikachu face because I didn't bend backwards for her. I'll admit I felt bad for her, but I'm not a nurse. I can't give her the care she needs. And now tonight I come in and my coworker tells me that this lady was taken by the ambulance and her daughter came in to pick up her stuff and she paid for the room and told me not only was the old lady in need of help with walking and other basic needs, but also mental problems, you think? She had dementia and doesn't remember how she got to the hotel, and it broke my heart that someone just dumped her at the hotel and not a nursing home or at her own house. A hotel is not a nursing facility, and the fact that I haven't seen the daughter pick up her mother and get her to a nursing home where there's 24-7 care or someone to care for her in her own home, it's infuriating. We put her on the DNR for how the room was and also to help keep the daughter from dumping her in the future. I know it sounds like I was a bitch for not helping her, but like I said, I'm not a nurse and I can't help her. And the only thing we could do is call 911 for a wellness check and get her somewhere where there's help. I hope she gets the help she needs. It is sad. It's, it's also infuriating because while the old lady didn't have all her faculties, somehow she got herself a cab, an Uber, whoever, and managed to get herself to the hotel. Cause I don't think, I don't think daughter stuffed her in a cab and sent her off to a hotel and paid the driver enough to like get her up to the room. I'm surprised the guy even carried her in. Only thing I can figure is he's like super soft and you know doesn't like being yelled at and decided to carry her for that reason because you know she yelled at him, or she had money of some sort and threw him a big cash tip or something. But I mean seriously, if I was a cab driver, I would have questioned that all over the place. But then again, people are told to mind their own business all the time, so you really can't blame the guy for just kind of doing what he was paid to do and that was it. Just leave it go. Judging by the fact that there was a dog with her, I'm kind of starting to doubt that there was a home ever involved, at least before this hotel incident, because most nursing or rehab facilities aren't going to let you have your pets. There are a few. The higher-end ones will. Uh, most of the ones that are state-funded or subsidized, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know down below if you know of any, but uh, not that I'm looking. Trust me. I'm not ready to go there yet. I told my kids, don't you dare stuff me in one of them places. I got plans. Kids are not people to some parents. It was quite a night. Had one room left. Everyone was checked in already and was waiting for the clock to strike 10 p.m. so I can go home. At around 9 p.m. I get a call from a hotel one town over to see if we have a double room for two people. I said only a twin room for 100 euro a night. They'll take it, the phone says. 20 minutes later, sure enough, an older gentleman arrives and says he's from the hotel that called, ready to check in for two people. Welcome to our hotel. I'll just need ID or passports. And he provides me with three passports. I look at him. Uh, what the F is this? He says, it's for my two kids. I have the older one in the car. Me. The room is a twin bed. It'll be hard for three of you to sleep there. And the guest says, actually, we're four. Me. So you book a plane the same way? Buy two tickets and hope you'll get free seats? <laughs> he says, what does it matter? They are five, seven, and twelve. It was raining really hard outside and... I had no heart telling them no, and I knew everything else was booked. The room's a twin bed. How you sleep is your problem, not mine. The price goes up, however. It'll be 200 euro. What? Why so much? For kids? Me. Our rate for four people in a family room is 250 euros. I'm giving you a discount. Take it or leave it. He did take it and had the audacity to complain there were only two of everything. Pillows, covers, towels. That's happened three times in a week. I somewhat understand for a baby that parents don't say they will be traveling with one, but for a kid age 2 plus, trying to get cheaper prices on every turn. And in the comments down below, 
from Wonderful 2018, we used to rent boats and by law had to follow the boat capacity limits. A person would tell me they had eight people, for example. Of course, they don't count kids, but they're only kids. Uh, it's a head count. Do your kids have heads? Well then, yes, they count. I can understand being cheap if you're traveling or taking whatever's available if everything else is booked. I count my kids as kids. They are human beings, even though they piss me off sometimes. They're still human, mostly, or humans in training, maybe. At the very least, you know, so, there would be times when we would pile more people into a room than it was originally intended for and either get cots or there was a pullout couch, or at the very least, we would have sleeping bags and then other cushions that could go underneath of them, things like that. As long as you're not staying in a sleaze bag hotel, sleeping on the floor is not a problem. And most of the time, kids love it because it's like a camp out. They, they make a nest out of all their crap over in the corner of the room and off to sleep they go. I've done that before to save a few bucks. Now, there was extra fees for the extra people. Don't get me wrong. But it was still cheaper than getting a room that was like a full suite for one night. I don't need an apartment, lady. I need a place just to lay down our heads and, you know, not try to drive 30 some hours straight. So I can understand the extra fees for sure. You know, I've been broke. I've traveled. I kind of can see it from all sides. I've also worked in, not in hospitality, but I've worked close enough with those people that I can also see where the frustration is. Like, you know, piling extra people in that room is going to be a problem. As far as the two of everything, at least here in the U.S., even in the sleaze bag hotels, you can usually get extra pillows, extra towels. It's not usually an issue. There's usually a closet somewhere that's got extra crap in it. So I don't know. I Like I said, I can see it from both sides, but he may have been doing it just to save a few bucks. What is it with guests checking in at 3 a.m. expecting to not pay for the night? I'm getting tired of seeing this. Oftentimes you can see the guests delayed in their arrival date in the history. Then they arrive at 2 to 4 a.m. to check in as an early check-in. The way it works at my hotel is if you check in with a night auditor, you pay the night full rate. If you check in between then and 11 a.m., it's 30 bucks. I work 7 to 3, so I don't deal with the arrival, but I deal with them complaining trying to get the charge taken off. Or I'll get the... I got charged twice for X night when the charge was manually posted. I don't know if it's that they're now rested and can argue or wasn't explained and didn't understand the check-in. The argument's getting old. I had to ask this lady after she couldn't understand that 3.45 a.m. wasn't still the night before. When you got here, was the sun up or down? Down. So it was the night. You arrived at night. You paid for the night. Well, actually, they got there in the morning, but... <laughs> but, generally speaking... If you have a checkout at 11 a.m., most of the time check-ins aren't even until 2 or 3, at least 1 in the afternoon to give housekeeping a chance to get into the rooms, clean them all up, get out of the hallways, you know, things like that, and go on to other duties. So technically, you're renting the room, if you're starting out your first night, would be from any time after that check-in time, which would be 2 or 3 p.m., until check-out the next morning, 11 a.m., 12, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're getting in at two or three in the morning and you've got the room until 11 before your next charge kicks in or whatever. Yeah. You kind of got to pay for that day. So it's really not that difficult. I didn't think it was anyway. And I'm slow. If you actually listen to the voicemail, we wouldn't be in this position. I'm currently away at a conference. My voicemail states I have a very limited access to my phone and emails for the week. I asked them to leave their email as it's easier to sneak an email than a phone call. I received one voicemail yesterday around 2 p.m. I checked voicemails at 10 p.m. The guy left his name, phone number, and group request. 
I reached out to my team for a quote and received one shortly after. I knew I had time today around 4pm between the activities to catch up. Our days have been 8am to 10pm. We were told we can't be on phones or email. This guy emailed me today. I'm reaching out for the fourth and final consecutive day. I understand that the leadership team for the hotel is at a conference, so I've been understanding of the lack of immediate response. What I cannot understand is no response at all. Sir, you called once. You didn't even listen to my voicemail and leave your email. You knew I didn't have access to respond. That's on you. At this point, I don't want your business. Yeah, like the nerve. Okay, sitting there lying saying you called four times. What do you think you're calling some switchboard with like 30 operators at it that, you know, nobody's going to remember that this guy called? Right. Two, if you listen to the voicemail message when you call in, it clearly stated what was going on. Uh, so yeah, piss off. Drunk Jim Bro Jerk. I work night audit and tonight a guest couldn't handle the truth. About 30 minutes into my shift, a drunk Jim Bro and his girlfriend stumbled through the lobby. The guy comes up to the desk. He asked, any place for cigarettes? I said, there's a 7-Eleven nearby. Not much else besides that. Him, can you call someone? Is there anyone you can call to go get some? Can you get it delivered? I tell him that I can. I'm the only one here and we don't really offer that service. Him, well, we can't drive. We're too drunk. Me, yeah, there's not much I can do. He walked away but comes back about a minute later. Are there cameras here? My spidey senses tingle. Why? Are cameras watching us now? Again, I said, why? He pulled out his wallet. I can pay you 60 bucks to go to the 7-Eleven and get me cigarettes. <laughs> I can't leave the property. I'm the only one here. Here, take this and run to the gas station and bring him back. I'm not allowed to leave the property. I can't do that. Him. It's 60 bucks. You don't want it? I would take it. He took the money away and headed to his room. Minutes later, he came back with his girlfriend and without a shirt on. He looks at me and asks, hot tubs? Well, they're closed. When do they close? 9 or 10. We have an indoor tub and an outdoor one, and they close at different times. They turn around and walk back down the hall. The guy came out again. What's your name? Astro. How far is it to the station? About a mile and a half, maybe two. It's just outside of town, kind of. And it's open? Yeah, it's open. You're sure? Yeah, I've been there at 3 a.m. Can you double check for me? I slowly pulled my phone up and opened Google Maps. I'm not sure what set this guy off, but he started ranting. Him. Do you know I'd give this hotel a bad rating? A bad rating? Do you know why, Astro? It's because of you. You haven't been helpful. You're supposed to be friendly and open, but you're closed and quiet. I'd give you a bad rating. His girlfriend showed up at this point. Me. You keep asking me for things that I can't help you with. I can't leave the property and I can't get you cigarettes. I told you it's open. Him. You're providing crappy customer service and doing a terrible job. You shouldn't be at this job. I'm going to get you fired. You're being mean and rude. Me, in a calm voice, you're the one being mean. He stops yelling and stares at me. What? I'm not the one making this customer situation bad. There's nothing I can do. His girlfriend started dragging him away, begging him to stop. He shoved her away and she almost fell over. Then he stormed down the hall. It may come across as me being short with the guests, but as you all know, drunk guests can cause the most problems. I try to be brief with them and get them on their way, especially when they're not heeding my words. And if this guy was willing to pay me to break the rules, I saw him as someone who's willing to disregard rules and anything I said, whether I was nice or not. Oh, absolutely. This guy, 
he would have had no qualms about breaking any rules that the hotel had, not not appreciating your work boundaries, your personal boundaries, or anything else. I've been in a few hotels and places where I've been pretty sauced, and I've never treated anybody like that. I may have asked a question. I may have even asked him to go a little above and beyond. But if the answer is no, it's no. I'm not going to push. I mean, I'm not an animal. Oh, yeah. And the whole pushing the girlfriend thing. If he's willing to put his hands on her like that, then, uh, yeah. The dude's definitely got some bro issues. Oh, by the way, for those of you that always ask, look over my shoulder here. We've had a cat this entire video. He doesn't know it. Old Nickel sacked out on the bed pouting because he can't have his chair yet. Once I'm done this video, he'll be right over here like a shot. Alright guys, well that's about it for me. And remember, friends don't let friends get offended over stupid stuff.